your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, what's going on? Welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli. Joining me, as always, is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. And today's episode brought to you by Bet Online. As you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before, it's betonline.net where the game starts. All right, Kyle, so we got a lot to get to, a lot of trades happening, none involving the Avalanche. Uh, yes, they have made their moves. We we know that. Uh, but everybody was looking towards Claude Giroux and what was going to happen with the Avs. Was he going to find his way to Denver? Didn't turn out to be the case, kind of what we thought. But there was a lot of other moves made at the Avalanche we're not involved in. So it is deadline day. Are the Avs done or does Joe Sackick have a plan B? We'll talk about that. And we'll get to the Avs game tonight versus the Edmonton Oilers. First time this year that the two superstars are going to go head to head. And that's always news. But first things first, follow the show. Social media outlets, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked on Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, opinions, Locked on Avalanche at gmail.com. And follow the show over on our YouTube channel where we are live. Follow the show and get notified when a new show is up and ready for your viewing pleasure. All right, sir. Yeah, we're going to start with Claude Drew because that's the, the big news. And it, and it kind of doesn't involve the avalanche because he didn't go there. But they were heavily involved. And all accounts say that, you know, they were in it to the bitty, bitter end. And... It just seems like he never really wanted to fully invest in going to Colorado. It does seem like Florida was the destination all along, and that's that's what they facilitated, and that's where he is. Do you feel like this is a you know Avs missed out on one, or we're happy with what we got? Well, that's fine, Claude. Don't choose us. Your beard's stupid, and I never liked the Flyers that's anyway. Not, no, like this beard. <laughs> no, not like that one at all. Uh, yeah, it was. It would have been nice. Like, yeah, Claude Giroux would have been nice to have some of that veteran talent, like on that second or third line. Like, yeah, he's got. He's been around the block. He just had his thousand thousandth game in Philly. Like, that would have been great. But yeah. like points wise, it's not there. This is not the Claude Giroux we all know. Like. His well, I mean, and you got to take that with a grain of salt. He's on Philly, who's horrible, and 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 the points he's putting up for that team, I you know I'm impressed with that, and that's just one of those things where it's like, yeah, whether he went to Colorado or Florida, I think you're going to see his numbers improve because he's going to a better team. I don't even want to say improve that that he's having a bad season. It's just that they you will see kind of like a a more productive Claude Drew because he's on a more productive team no matter where he went. Yeah, I I get that. But also you can't teach an old dog new tricks. And if this is like, it's not like you're getting your right off an ELC like talent. You're not getting your get around the league for a little bit. Claude's been around for a while. He's seen mm-hmm. superstars come and go. Like, would he be willing to like, especially towards the end of that trade, it sounded like he just wanted to go to Florida and he was really picky and choosy and didn't like where this line sounded. And you heard all these little blurbs coming out from Claude Giroux. 
Like, is that the kind of player you really want on Colorado? Like, this is a very selfless team. Like, everybody kind of gets along with everybody. You don't want somebody coming in saying, hey, put me on first power play, no lower the second line. Like, you know, yeah. like, that's great you did all that in Philly, but look at what we're building here in Denver. Like, we know what we're doing. Just could he fall along with, like, Sackick and Bednar? That's the big question. I don't know. Uh, I mean, that's maybe something that came into play, coaching styles and things like that. I, I don't know. I and mean, we did hear a report that he, you know, didn't like the idea that he might not be on the top power play with the with the Avs. I don't think that was the end all be all is why he didn't want to come here. But for me, it kind of just rubs me the wrong way, not because it's Giroux. Mm-hmm. It's just you feel like over the past several seasons, the Avs have been in on so many players, whether it's uh, trades or free agents, and they just can't seem to land one of these guys. And, you know, it was with Panarin, Artemi Panarin, mm-hmm. and and him and Nathan McKinnon are close. McKinnon was was fighting hard for him and to the point where he thought he had him coming to Colorado, but Panarin wanted the, the spotlight of New York, and that's yeah. where he went. Taylor Hall is another one. And I know how people think of Taylor Hall right now. And uh, the Avs went after him on two trade deadlines. Joe Sackick wanted him bad, and he couldn't land him. Uh, and and some of it is out of his control, you know, like trades. Mm-hmm. Like Drew says he doesn't want to come to Colorado. He doesn't want to come to Colorado. Nothing can do about that. But just the fact that he doesn't want to go to a team that is is, you know, just setting the pace for the season this year. It kind of just like, what's wrong with Colorado? Why why are we so good? I like the fact that pretty much everything we've built here is in-house. Mm-hmm. You know, it, they, yeah, they made the, the trade for your boy and, and Kadri and stuff like that. They've made deals. Yeah. But to, to land that that head, that headline grabbing name, it's eluded them. They're still doing okay yeah. without that. But that, those are the things that can just put them over the edge. And it doesn't seem to be coming to Colorado, and I don't know why. And you know, and it's not like we were asking Giroux to make a commitment here. Like he's practically a rental, so it's not like we were saying, "Hey, come here and help us shape the franchise for the next four or five years to come." Like, just we were asking him come in here and help us win a cup, and he's like, "No, we're I'm going to Sunshine, Florida." And exactly mm-hmm. right here to Hop's point, I think. And Chris, you mentioned it when it comes to in talent. Like, if Giroux chooses not to play with the Avalanche, I hope the Avalanche use this as bulletin board material for the rest of the year when we go to the Stanley Cup. Like, nobody wanted, like, we asked, we tried, and nobody wanted to come in here. None of the big dogs want to come in here. Win it all. Win this league. Back-to-back President's Trophies. And make this a team people want to come to, and we could just say, ah, no, we're good. I get that, and I agree with that. But what the heck is the Florida Panthers one? Sunshine. Nothing. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> and a tax-free state is, is what they, you know what I mean? So, and Mario, I put that up there too. How impactful do you think the training facility issue that, and we discussed that earlier. Yeah. Uh, it, it doesn't come into play right now because that's not built. But if he signs there after this year, then maybe that plays a role. Yeah, it plays a role. And we don't know. So we're going to have to hold off on answering that in full until next offseason. And if he stays there, 
you know, they're going to have a state of the art training facility. We have talked about that in the past. Yeah. And the Avs training facility we know is a little bit lacking compared to some of the other high tech ones. I don't know. It, so, uh, there's so many different things that, that could be into play here right now. Is that one of them? Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to get big name players to come in here and practice cheese, but <laughs> like, I think that adds to the avalanche character. Like this team's got swagger and this kind of is like the D one mighty ducks avalanche. Like we're kind of pieced together and we're, we're making it through and, I think this is the way we beat that team in the finals with that little bit of grit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see. And even Hop says the, the disrespect that Colorado Avalanche fans feel just league wide, and even in the media, he you know he yeah. points out ESPN. And there were times like when when the uh, Avs were playing the Rangers, it did. It seemed like it was a home game for the Rangers for, yeah. as far as the announcers. And that's an original six team going up against you know an expansion club. And the eyes of the media, that's always going to lean towards the original 16. It just it just is. And I, I've just kind of like come to terms with that. I, I'm, I don't it doesn't bother me all that much. Uh, and the way you get back at that is go win cups. Yeah, go win cups. And, and I always liken it to the Golden State Warriors. Nobody pays attention to the Golden State Warriors. But what they've done over the past six, seven seasons now and being that highlight real team that gets eyes on your team. And now all of a sudden they get more coverage than, you know, the Los Angeles Lakers. They and can it's, be that team. The Avalanche can be the team in the hockey world. Yeah. And the Avalanche get disrespected. Like when it comes to this game tonight, anytime there's a commercial for it, it's Connor McDavid and the Edmonton Oilers versus the Avalanche and Nathan McKinnon. It's always yeah. somebody else leading it. And then, oh, yeah, the Avalanche with Nathan McKinnon. Right. And we'll get to that game a little bit later, uh, but more to get to because, you know, Monday it's it's trade deadline day. So do the Avs have something up their sleeve or do they stand pat? But first, we're going to talk about our newest sponsor, and that is Athletic Greens. Kyle and I have been religiously taking this stuff for about two weeks now. I don't know about you, man, but I, I got to say it is impressive stuff. It is. It, it's uh, good, and I feel really, really good. Honestly, uh, you, you would look at it and it's like this green. You think it's just going to taste like grass because it's so green. But no, it actually tastes like fruit juice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's really good for you. And with one scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, and probiotics to help you start your day right. It's a special blend of ingredients to support your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your focus, your aging, everything that you need. And... It started um, as the founder experienced a ton of gut health issues, and he ended up on a complicated supplement routine to recover. It cost him over $100 a day. So he created Athletic Greens after experiencing how difficult it was to create an optimal nutrition routine on your own. It costs you less than $3 a day. And if you're investing in your health, it's cheaper than your cold brew and coffee habit. It's cheaper than getting all of your different supplements yourself and you're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. So right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with a convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day, and that is it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and 
five free travel packs for your first purchase. And all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Once again, athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right. Trade deadline day. It's coming to a head here. Kind of one of my favorite times of the year. We're happy with what the Avalanche have done so far. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, in typical Joe Sackick fashion, how he kind of gets ahead of the game and things like he the deals he made, especially for Manson. If that deal was made two days later, it maybe took on a different tone because he, he didn't have to give up all that much to get Josh yeah. Manson. And some of the, t- the trades you see going around, first round picks are flying off the shelves. <clears throat> a lot of prospects are flying off the shelves. So having said that, do the Avalanche make some sort of plan B deal here? and Or do they not for one of two reasons? Because they don't need to, and they're happy with what they have. Or because now the market really has spoken, and it might be a little bit too rich for their blood, and they don't really want to give up everything like all these other teams were giving up. You know, I'm going to make a case for Joe Sackick sitting on his hands. Yeah. And I will tell you why. If you look at the list of trades that happened yesterday, and we could say, you know, last week, who is making a majority of these trades? Eastern Conference. Yeah, the East seemed to be a little bit more active uh, than the West and inheriting players, yeah. Look behind us in the standings. The Blues aren't getting better. The Wild, other than Delorier, aren't really getting better. Do anything, right. Like, Vegas is going the other way. Vancouver kind of improving, but honestly, they're not going to make up all that ground. The West is practically the same. So if you're wanting to get to the playoffs and win your division, mm. staying on the same trajectory, doing what you have been doing all season long, you should accomplish that goal. That's not the goal, though. No. You know what I mean? And, like, yeah. And with the East also kind of going topsy-turvy with all these trades and Giroux, now with the Panthers leading the East, do you not think it's almost like uh, – I'm an Alabama boy. How you um, draw comparisons? This is kind of like the SEC. Do you not cannibalize yourself when it comes to the playoffs? And whoever represents the East in the Stanley Cup, I I think that's going to be a broken team. You're going to see a lot of six and seven game series all throughout that Eastern playoffs. And when you get to the Stanley Cup, it's whoever's left. And then a avalanche team that had to do four or five game, maybe a six game series to get there. Yeah, I think that's that's true. I mean, the the East is going to beat themselves up, and you know, the I'm not saying the Abs have a, an easy road. You do have teams like Calgary in the mix, which is going to be a, mm-hmm. a, a tough fight. Uh, but if the Abs are lucky enough to make it to the Cup final, whoever they play has gonna is going to be have have gone through the ringer multiple times, mm-hmm. not in just one yeah. round. So yeah, I mean, you you are making moves looking ahead. Are they sitting pretty in the Western? Of course. Mm-hmm. Do they not make moves because of that? I don't know. I think I think I still think they'll have the the mindset of we're going to make moves that best suit this team. If we feel like this a move would improve us, we'll do it because we're going to need this for the playoffs and a playoff run. Um, 
Where's Mario? Mario had uh, put up, you think Sackick makes a move for Cop despite his injuries? I think that's where they're looking right now. I do. I think that was maybe if they couldn't get Drew, maybe look towards Cop. Does it happen? I don't know. It really depends on what they want in return. And the rumor was, and maybe we'll never know this because once a deal falls through, you don't really get who the main players were. Uh, but it's rumored that Justin Barron was out there for mm. the Flyers. And it is also rumored that the Avalanche had the better package to send to the Flyers, but they were, were honoring his wishes of going to Florida. And when you look at what they, they got for him, I have no doubt what the Avs could have offered was 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 better. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and the Panthers are going to be struggling. They have no first round picks in the, for the next three years. Mm-hmm. They just gave up one for the Ben Sherratt deal and th- for next year, which is why the one going to the Flyers is two years from now. So you could have had next year's first round pick in the Avalanche. So that is still in play. I think if the Avs do make a, a deal, your first round pick is gone. So you're not going to have first round picks for the next two years. Okay. If the end result is a Stanley Cup championship, I think we're all fine with that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think, you know, it, it's it's who – I don't know if the Avalanche would have given up someone uh, like like Justin Barron to anybody other than Claude Giroux. Yeah. I don't, I don't <clears throat> see that happening. But are prospects going to have to be given up? I don't think there's a question about that. And honestly, with Giroux off the table – all these other moves are really not going to be your splash moves. Like you're not, these aren't super headline moves. Like if, if they do go for cop, this is going to be just like, it's going to be a a notification on your phone, but not a lot of people are going to be going crazy over it. Yeah. I mean, it's a good, I mean, it's a, you know, top headline move. No, but it it is for the abs. That would be a solid, solid move, but I don't think, yeah, you're, you're, I mean, Giordano went, to Toronto. That's a headline grabbing move. Not that he, you know, he's kind of on the downside of his career, but he's a name. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Mark Andre Fleury, I don't think he's going anywhere. It was interesting that Minnesota was looking at him, but that doesn't seem to be happening. So he's not going anywhere. Yeah, I mean, Drew was it. Drew was the the big fish. It, it, there could be another guy out there that we're not even talking about that uh, it happens on trade deadline day. We'll just have to wait and see. But right now, yeah, I think you're you're looking at kind of like those. I don't want to say second tier players like cops. He's in that area, but yeah. he would be a great addition for the Avs. A great yeah. addition. Like if if the Avalanche would have ended up like I know uh, Dermot was in on that Giordano deal. Like that would have been a nice pickup. Like Hamonic. Like yeah, there's more defense. I get that, but like. You're just honestly filling little pieces here and there. You're not, this isn't a world changing move. So, with whatever the Avalanche do, and if they do make a move, I don't think there's going to be a lot of complaints from Avalanche fans because you already seen with these two trades we've already made that they don't blow you away. But when they hit the ice, they completely change, like they change your mind. And you're like, I'm a, I'm a Manson fan right now. So with whatever Sackick does, I kind of have that trust that he knows what he's doing, but I don't think we're going to be like taking the NHL by storm. No, I, well, who else? I'm trying to think of, you know, uh, who do I have? Cop would be good. Uh, Lincoln seems to 
I don't know what they plan on doing. Mm. And I, I, I feel like things have lightened up a little bit for Lincoln. And um, I'm still on Chikrin. I will yeah. be until he gets moved. I don't know if that happens. And Hop is asking if we want to weigh in on, on Justin Barron. You know where I would move Justin Barron is for, for Chikrin. I would do that. I, and I hmm. think Justin Barron is going to be a, an excellent, excellent player. And if it wasn't for injuries, probably would have been a top 10 pick. Yeah. But he had some injuries and teams were afraid of that. And the Avs pounced on him. And I think in, once he makes it, he's going to be an excellent, excellent defenseman. Hopefully for the Avs. I'm fine with that if he's with the Avs. But again, I, I'm just big on on Chikrin. So if they can get him for that, that's where that's the only place I'd move him. Yeah. Is for a deal for Chikrin. Yeah, and Justin Barron, I would put him on that level with Bo Byron with the injuries and the talent. Like both are there, and you have to kind of weigh it out. But mm-hmm. like Barron will be incredible to move him for Chikrin. We'll have to see, but I don't know. I would do it. I do it. I would. I I also agree with that. I also that, agree that, that, that people are blocking. League, I've, yes, I, I wouldn't doubt it. I would not doubt it. They are blocking Joe Sackick's number. They're like, this guy has fleeced us for so many years. It's not happening again. Yeah. All right. Uh, some more to get to and talking about the Edmonton game. But first, betonline.net. How's your bracket doing? My final four is still alive. Yeah, mine is too. I think I, think I have only have like half of the Sweet 16. But half of the half is the fun. My four teams are still in it, believe it or not. And that's what you want. Uh, but it is that time of year again. It's for college basketball's big tournament. It is finally upon us from all the latest odds, contests, and players' props. BetOnline.net is the number one source for all of your betting needs and info. It remains the best spot for your sports scores, podcasts, and news for this season. And it's not just college basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino game. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and all of the action. That is betonline.net, where the game starts. And brought to you by Built Bar. You know it. You love it. And have you tried the Built Bar Puffs yet? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. They are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow protein bar. They're fluffy, marshmallowy, and they're not just a protein bar. They are a treat and covered in 100% real chocolate. So they are low-calorie, high-protein, and you can replace your candy bar with these because they're better than a typical candy bar, which can have anywhere from two to 300 calories, where Built Bars have 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. So go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your order. Once again, the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Hit James's comment right there. Right on the bottom there. Uh, you know who we should get? Landis going to try to buy him. That would be nice. It's it's uh, honestly with the past two games you kind of forget, but yeah, they're they're just recouping. Like, do you think that is it interesting that they haven't really made a decision on Landeskog yet and LTIR? I think that's conditional with what they were thinking about the trade. I do, I do. I think if they were going to bring in, and that could still happen. Maybe that's why they're not doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, if if they, because. 
I don't know, man. I mean, you, you could if you put them on there and then you make moves that put you over the cap, you're 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 hamstrung. You can't do anything mm-hmm. about it. So if they leave him off and they have the team that they have and you're not over the limit, even with him just being on, you know, an injured reserve, um, I think they just let it ride out because if he can come back, kind of like the same thing with Gerard. If if Gerard can I, I after they made the Manson move, I'm like they're not putting Gerard on LTIR. Because number one, he's, he was going to be back long before the season. I say long before, two weeks before the season ended, and that will give him time to get acclimated with him and Manson on the same line, which Jared Bednar says he wants to do. Mm-hmm. The same could be true for Landeskog. If you don't make any moves that you want to make, there and there's no reason to put him on LTIR, then you don't do it. And if he can come back, even if it's for two games at yeah. the end of the regular season. You do that so he gets back into kind of some game flow, and then he's ready for the playoffs as well. And you're not starting him round one, game one. I get both sides of it, but yeah, if the Avs do make a deal by trade the the deadline day, the time, you could still see that happen. And, yeah, and Bone Byram still up in the air. What's going on with him? Yeah, it'll be one of those if they finally find a move to make a big move, they'll be uh the the trade will happen and LTIR on both. But if not. They'll be back. They'll be fine. Yeah. And Hop asks, is, is Baron really on the level of Byram? Um, I'm he's not got there yet, but he's got, he's got all the potential to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mostly made that because he's very talented. I wouldn't say to Byram level talent, but he also has the injury history like yeah. Byram does that you have to kind of, you have to juggle. And it's head injuries too. For Justin yep. Barron. It is concussion issues. So it's kind of similar to that, but you can't, you know, we've seen what Byram can do on the pro level, we haven't seen that yet in Justin Barron. So it's really kind of just guesstimating and the possibilities are there. Mm-hmm. That it could be. Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, first game against Edmonton Monday night, always a big deal when these two teams get together because you have two of the best players on the planet going against each other. And I kind of maybe unfairly always kind of, pit these two two teams together and see how the avalanche do against Edmonton. I know that's Mm -hmm. not fair because Edmonton's not blowing the league up, but they are playing much better as of late. I just see it as like, I feel like we're always chasing Edmonton in in terms of media coverage in terms of our guy is just as good as your guy. And, and it, and it never gets portrayed as that. So I always want to see, especially Nathan McKinnon, go for a four or five point game against Edmonton yeah. while they shut McDavid down. And just for like a day, I can feel good about that. But it's so hard to do because, you know, you know he's going to have three points, McDavid. Uh, you know, he's going to be in that realm every single game. and There's nothing you can do to stop it. And you also want to watch, for those OG Avs fans, you want to see Kale McCarr versus Tyson Perry. Oh yeah, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I, you, Tyson you, Berry is so far like in the recesses of my mind. Like he, he was, he, like, he was such a like a crutch for so long. Him and EJ, and you really want to see Kale McCarr just dancing all over <laughs> Tyson yeah. Berry. Yeah, I know. And and for Nathan McKinnon to yeah to have like a hat trick, an additional goal, four additional assists no penalty minutes like you want them to go off because for some reason Edmonton will they have nicer facilities too so they all everything Edmonton does always seems to be better and it's like 
We're always competing with them, and there should be really no reason, even when it comes to awards. And I know that's, you're right. Yeah. yeah, you always want the Avalanche to best them in any competition that there is, because no matter what happens at the end of the day, Edmonton always wins. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and you you're kind of feeling like Kale McCarr is kind of taking that mantle away from Nathan McKinnon in terms of like notoriety across the league. Mm-hmm. And I think it's part of the position that he's playing. Like what he's doing at that position is going to get noticed. If you're someone like Nathan McKinnon, you have to do what Connor McDavid is doing and then some to get noticed or to get noticed more. It's not like he doesn't get noticed, but so you're, you're just always fighting that battle with him in terms of, you know, media coverage even though our our team is head and shoulders above them, mm-hmm. you get the well. Look at all the players on the ABS, and and you know it's always yeah okay. We have all this talent, and Edmonton has dry sidling at McDavid, and look what they're doing. It's like God, like can yeah, get, it's can get anything like does it, it's always got to be that, doesn't it? Yeah, it's like we're always little brothers to Edmonton and there's no reason to be it's we're always no. competing and we're like bizarro. It's like two stack teams with stack rosters with goalies that everybody's passed over and are winning games commandingly. Like it's the narrative between the two teams is just funny, but Edmonton's on a roll right now. They, they've had an up and down season. They were hot early, early in the year, uh, in the season, I should say, not, not in the year, as in the calendar year, the, the, the NHL season, they were on fire to start the season. Had a, a horrible just midseason collapse, but they've come out of it. And they're winners of their last five, and they've scored no less than four goals in, in those five games. Uh, and that was twice. So four against the Capitals, four against the Lightning, seven against the Red Wings, six against the Sabres. Six is against the Devils. Okay, I mean, you're playing the Red Wings, the Sabres, and the Devils, and you've scored seven, six, and six on them. I get it, but, you know, you still need to perform, and they're doing it. So I think they're back into a playoff spot right now, aren't they? I think so, and they and that last game against the Devils, they put four of those in the third period. So Yeah, wow. I'm um, checking the standings now because I'm almost positive they have a – well, they're in third in the Pacific, so they're above a wild card. They're in the Pacific. They're two points behind the Kings with two games in hand on the Kings for second place. So they're on a roll. They're on a roll. And and it's just one of those teams that the Avalanche kind of struggle with from time to time. Yeah. So this is not going to be an easy game. Uh, and it's always fun when, when McDavid comes to town to get matched up with McKinnon. And uh, we'll see how this thing goes. Yeah, this is going to be a heavyweight fight. This is this is hockey fans hockey game right here. Like there is nothing about mm-hmm. matchups, um history between the two teams, like former players, like let's go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this will be fun. So, uh we'll be talking about it tomorrow. It's going to be a, a busy show tomorrow cuz obviously we got this game to talk about and the trade deadline will have passed in full. So, if the Avs do make any final day moves we will be discussing them here uh it'll be interesting i don't know i I could see it going either way i could see them being happy with the moves that they made to give them some depth um here's uh jason smith um yeah he's he's talking about last year's deadline that was when you look back on it it was not a good deadline at the time we were okay with the moves they were nothing major more like joe sackett type moves uh but they did not pan out 
at, to be good at all. And they don't want a repeat of that. I don't think it's going to be after the two moves that they've made so far, but do they make uh, one more or are they happy with, with Sturm and Manson and, and that's it? I don't know. It, it's going to be rough. Like you honestly wish you could have this Edmonton game with one day before the de- deadline, because this yeah. is one of those games you figure things out. Like you're going to let the deadline pass and then you play Edmonton and get exposed and you're like, we should have got insert name here. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, tomorrow will be a busy show and uh, definitely join us. We will be live, obviously, after the game's conclusion uh, to talk about that and any deals that the apps made. So that'll wrap it up for today. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in live and all the comments over on YouTube. Those are uh, fantastic. So. Uh, once again, thank you for making this your first listen of the day. Always appreciated. We'll be back tomorrow. Going to be a busy one. Let's hope the Evs uh, make some smart moves. Moves <laughs> I'm okay with. Want them to be smart at the same time. All right, everybody. He is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I'm Chris Maselli. This is the Lockdown Avalanche Podcast. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Go, Evs, go. Go, Evs, go.